Hi, this is part two from the session conducted with Miss Yan. She's an experienced recruiter at Top Glove and with more than 6,500 followers on LinkedIn, she's going to discuss about the interview process and how to utilize LinkedIn to build your own personal brand. Let's say you like the resume, you like the CV. What happens next? Give her a call, ask her about career aspiration, and mm -hmm. do some basic screening. So you didn't get the job at Top Glove, you just mm -hmm. got an interview for the job at Top Glove. So it's some kind of filter. So you just, even yeah. if you like 100 CVs, let's say how many of them will get to, for a certain position, if you like 100 of your, I don't know how much you choose, but what is the percentage of people that would actually go to the phone screening? <laughs> That's a really, really hard depends. question. Okay. It depends a lot. Like, for example, during this period of time, there's a sudden spike of candidates. In I will receive like thousands of CVs, uh, let's say weekly. Then the one that actually I will call, maybe like 20, 30 of them. Out of thousands. Yes. Ooh. Okay. All right. Moving on. So career aspirations, you mentioned that a couple of times. So you mentioned, so on the phone in an interview, you go like, this is the position, marketing manager, Mr. A, are you okay with that position? Or you go like, what do you want to be in the future? What, what are you aspiring to? What exactly are you looking for when you go like career aspiration? I will ask like, what do you want to become? Are you interested mm -hmm. in marketing, doing sales and stuff like that? I will ask about like certain job scope. Are you okay with this uh, doing research, for example? If they are okay with it, then I will start to tell them, okay, we actually have this vacancy as a marketing executive. So are you okay with this position so patient, what are you looking for in the next five years and what would be the model answer for that Rather not, than not you... technically the model answer like not something that would be so obvious that you got off <laughs> <laughs> google i'm sure you get that a lot usually when we ask questions like this we wanted to know your career goals mm -hmm. so whether you're serious so the model answer rather than focusing on i want to become a manager in five years you should focus more on like I wish to build like effective communication, effective like uh, efficient relationship with my uh, leads. Do you guys get that relationship values? Wow. Don't go like where do what do you want to go? What how what is your career aspirations for the next five years? You're gonna go like I want to be the CEO of Top Glove. Yeah. What is the funniest one? Try, you get? try to avoid something like that. You need to tell them more about the values that I'm going going to bring in these five years and what what I'm really passionate about. So it's not that. When you ask about career aspiration, it's not that I'm going to be like, uh, what, what, where do you think you're going to be in top glove? What kind of position do you going to have? No, it's like, yeah. how are you going to develop as a person? How are you going to develop in your yes. career? Okay. Learning something new. I got through, I got through the phone interview, the phone screening. I was one of the lucky 20. I got the phone screening. I got well with the phone screening. I'm answering all of your questions. I'm telling you the values. I'm telling you everything. Then what? Yeah interview mm -hmm. and you might have to complete a competency-based assessment before before or on the, on the day of interview mm -hmm. so i'm guessing that depends upon the position yes so different positions the are going to have different assessments yes the most basic one basic one will be english talking about company culture how do I see that I'm fit to this company culture how do I know okay knowing more about the company culture is just fingertips away but how do I know if I'm a fit? How do you judge me if I'm a fit? How do, how can I, okay, let's just keep it at that for now. Mm -hmm. How do you know that I'm a fit? 
how do you know that I'm fit for the culture? Ask questions like, what do you think of being in a fast-paced environment? Are you able to cope with stress? And are you able to multitask? We will ask questions that you might not think relevant, but it's actually very relevant to our work culture. We want to, want to know whether you're okay to catch up with the pace. Okay, something just crossed my mind here. I think our average student out there might not know what a company culture is because they still didn't have yes, experience. Yes, so correct. just give us a brief introduction about what a company culture is. I think like the core values that we are holding that will actually like determine how the direction or the management of the company is. Like if let's say like we are very fast growing, it will definitely going to be fast paced. You have to catch up really fast. You need to learn things on your own. And other than that, maybe like work-life balance. I think those core values are the ones that millennials are looking for. All right. Take note of that, guys, because if you're not a fit to that company culture, you basically cannot work there and your life there will be a living hell. All right. So doing research about the company, about the organization that I'm applying to and knowing its core values will bring me long, long way in the interview, wouldn't it? So if, for example, I already know the core values of um, top love as a recruiter, that would, that would make you notice me more, right? That would make yep. you lose me. Yep. Oh, this it guy It means didn't. that you're, you're well prepared and research for, uh, regarding our company for Okay. So we have the pre-assessment. Let's get back to our Mr. A story. Mr. A now got past the phone screening. He got past the assessment and he's knocking on your door, I guess, to get in for the interview. The looks. How do you expect Mr. A to look like? What should he wear? What should he not wear, for example? Try to avoid too bright colored shirts or coatings that mm -hmm. attracts too much attention. So you need to wear like formal and presentable and you need to be confident. You need to wear accordingly to what position that you apply for. All right, that's great. I'm just mentioning that because I noticed the fashion trends at many universities. <laughs> <laughs> They're not very beautiful. And I was just scared that people would actually go to the interviews like this. So maybe let's dive in deeper to personality, the way that people carry themselves into your office. Like, do you notice this stuff or doesn't make that much of value? Yes, I do notice their presentation and their body language. Okay. Keep in mind, guys, that we still haven't said a word. You're being judged the second yeah. you get into the door. You're starting to observe the second I get into the door. Yes. Oh, wow. I'm not, I'm not making recruiters look bad. No, I'm not. I'm not. That's not the... <laughs> no, 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 but yeah, I just wanted to highlight that everything that you do, anything that you wear, how you carry yourself is very important. And I just wanted to make sure that that is the same thing from your point of view. Okay, so fidgeting, clothes, I'm well presentable. And then we go for like a handshake or I go for a high. We used to go for a handshake, but because mm -hmm. of this recent... Oh, pandemic, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no more handshake. Mm, I forgot, I forgot. I totally <laughs> forgot. Last time I was out of the house was 50 days ago. How are you coping, <laughs> by the way? We started to resume operation on Monday. So, so far, we, I'm still doing good. Mm -hmm. So, going to office uh, every day now. Okay. And how is that How is that different like from every other day back in the days? Uh, back in the days, because uh, Top Love is still included in the essential services, we're still working, but on 50% operation. 
So mm -hmm. only I, I only have to work, come to work on alternate days. Then on alternate days, I'll be working from home. Okay. Oh, that's great. Like So even like top love, which is very essential, is like trying to cope up with what's going on in this world. That's great. And I'm guessing you guys keep everything, the social distancing and whatnot, yes. sanitizers everywhere. Yeah, definitely. Right. And for every visitors, we give out gloves and uh, masks as well. Stay safe, I guess. Stay safe. Nothing more I can tell you. You're some kind of a frontliner as well. Like people focus very, are very focused on the healthcare industry that these guys are frontliners. But some people like you are still going to the office and then you're contributing to making actually stuff that is very important. Moving on. Interview questions, interview questions. What is the first thing you'd usually ask? I'm guessing by now you have some kind of flow to the questions, right? I think the first question is definitely what you asked me earlier. Tell me something about yourself. Tell me more about yourself. Brief introduction about yourself. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. wanted to know like uh, how, how you answer to an unstructured question, like how you present yourself, how you carry yourself. Is it in like an organized or disorganized way? Okay. How long should I take to answer that question? Is does it really matter? Uh, it doesn't really matter, but of course you, you can't be going like ten minutes just talking about yourself. You no, need I to give the, <laughs> the interviewer some space to ask you some questions. What kind of organization are you looking for during the answer of that question? So I'm gonna start out with my name, my background, and then what? Usually the successful. Uh, there's a formula for it. The first thing is you're going to tell me what's your name, mm -hmm. where you're from, why you're here, and what do you expect from us. What do I expect from you? Yeah. Okay, that's a great point to touch on. All right, I've answered that question. What kind of questions are you going to go for next? Excluding the technical ones, of course. More open questions such mm -hmm. as uh, what's your strength, what's your weakness? And again, where do you see yourself in five years? Okay. Those questions like, what do you think about your critical thinking or how is your critical thinking? How's your teamwork? How, how can I answer those unmeasurable qualities? I would say that it's uh, immeasurable, but we have like a set of questions that we focus on probing on values like this. For example, like if I want to test whether you have critical thinking, I will ask uh, in the past, how how do you handle a stressful situation? If you're a team player, I will ask, uh, tell me about time where you're behind a project. What's your role and how do you handle it? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go like, I'm going to go something like this. I'm going to go like, oh, in the past, we've did, we did blah, blah, blah project. And in that project, I did blah, blah, blah. And that problem arise. So I solved it this way and that way. Would that be a good answer? Yes, yes, that would be the perfect answer based on the start of uh, situation, mm -hmm. task, action, and results. Three steps, task, action, and result. Yes. What if the results are not that good, but I learned something out of that experience? Should I still say that experience? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, for example, when they ask for what's your weakness, mm -hmm. uh, you might be like a bit worried. What if I said something wrong? Mm -hmm. But you must always focus on the positive side. You might say that I have this weakness that I'm not good at delegating tasks. But after these uh, things happen, and I realized that I can't be doing everything on my own because I'll be catching up with the deadline. So mm -hmm. I learned that I, I will have to share 
share parts of my workloads with my teammates and really trust them with it. It's a form of like, empowering people. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. even though it's a weakness, even though you're asking about weaknesses, I should still keep it positive. I should yes. still keep it positive. Okay. All right. Now let's go a little bit funny. What is the funniest interview you've made or... Yeah, funny. Does anything come to, to mind when I say funny interview? Yes, actually, I okay. have one. That's uh, previously when I used to work with the telco, we hiring for customer service. Mm -hmm. So mainly we are focusing on their communication skills. So my favorite question is always, it, uh, it's a, it was a group interview. So my favorite question was always like at the end of the interview, I will ask them like, after all this session, who do you think I should proceed with the interview? Like who should I hire if I can only hire one of them? So being fresh graduate, most of the time they will say like, oh, I think you should hire him. I think you should hire the other person rather than telling himself, you know, like you should, I think you should hire me. Mm -hmm. Seldom people will answer that. But during that session, one of them, one of them actually said that I think you should hire me because, because I really, I really want this job. <laughs> okay. So, All right. Compared to uh, the other people, I was like, uh, I I was asking them like, oh, then what about your friends? Because they came together, you know, they came okay. came as a group of friends. And I was asking them like, what what about your friends? Then then I started to like joking, tell them that oh maybe you should stop becoming friends with him, you know. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's great because I really want this job. How should he have gone? Okay, let's go back professionally. How should he have gone? You should hire me because? You should hire me because I have demonstrated these values of communication. Mm -hmm. I can handle difficult customers. And so rather than like focusing on others, you should focus on yourself. Oh, but am I am I answering that in front of other applicants? Yes, it's a group interview. Oh, wow. So you, you have to tell them like why why I feel like I'm better. You know, I stand out from them. Hmm. That requires whole lot grade of self-confidence. Yes, exactly. Okay, all right. So I still give credits to the guy, even though he didn't answer like a model answer, but he still tell me the right, not to he's say the right him. answer, but he's confident enough to mm -hmm. tell me that we I should hire him. Do you usually do group interviews? Uh, yes, during my previous employment with the mm -hmm. telco, because we will have like a lot of markets, let's say like, the max, I think we have around 20 to 30 in one morning. So mm -hmm. to save time, we'll always like put them together. And I like to do group interviews as well because they are all applying for the same position, right? So it's the same values that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. So I will just ask the same question and go like one, one by one. And I will have the chance to actually compare them as well. Let's go about not to do during the interview. Total turnoffs, like something that would actually kill any hope for this guy to get the job or to get the intern position? You know how we mentioned just now that you need to be well prepared, mm -hmm. but some people can be too well prepared. Too well prepared? How Meaning is that? that they, they kind of research all these basic frequently asked questions that we have in interview, mm -hmm. and they memorize it all from the, from the website. Okay. Model answers, but we can feel it because Let's say like I change the question a bit, but he still gives me the same answer, same, same exact answers. That okay. it's very obvious that he memorizes from other contexts. So it might not be like fully reflect his work or his previous experiences. So we are looking for honest people. And you need to be spontaneous. You you need to be able to tell me like what you've done in the past instead of what you saw from the website. 
Okay. Take note. And when, when you said prepared and well-prepared, I, I thought you were going to mention someone who hasn't prepared for the interview at all, <laughs> but then too well-prepared. Okay. Too well-prepared. Well not prepared, of course, as well, if they come late and they have no idea what we are doing in our industry. So that's going to kill your chances. Research, <laughs> yeah. research, research. So you need to strike the right balance. You can't be like not preparing at all and you mm -hmm. can't be too well-prepared. That balance of spontaneity, honesty, and then being there on time, of course. Okay, so not being there on time. It's so sad that I have to mention that, but it seems that it happened before, did it? Yes, yes, of course. It's better to be there early than to be late. So I'll try to avoid the traffic jams. You obviously know that at two or at four, I mean, during the normal days, not the MCO days, of course, but I guess now there's nothing, there's no reason for you to be late for an online interview yeah like zero you're basically taking a shower and sitting in front of the phone how is interviews changing like how's everything changing after the mco digital interview actually a lot more convenient because they are actually okay with like interview the interviewers are actually okay with interviewing on saturdays or slightly later around like 5 p.m 6 p.m they are okay with that because it's so convenient. They can just use their phone. All right. Interesting. Moving to virtual interviews. Any differences between virtual interviews and face-to-face -face interviews from your side? Mm, I noticed that the candidate might be a bit more casual. Hmm. So even Instead though you're like, at home. Yes. Even though like you're you're at home, they are a bit too casual for the interview. I mean, I understand that. Because you're at the comfort of your own home. Mm -hmm. But since it's an interview, you know, should at least like comb your hair, make make you, yourself look more presentable. Any funny things that happened during the virtual interviews? A kid jumped in, dogs, cat? So far, no, but I can hear some noises. You Behind can. <laughs> at the background, there will be a lot of noises, like opening the door, what are you doing? And do you want to eat something? <laughs> we were here like kind of, it's uh, not to say too loud, but we can still hear that. Mm -hmm. Okay, how is that affecting that person's chances? I don't think it affects anything because like, oh. we are a bit more considering, considerate oh. now given that everyone is at home. So we mm -hmm. kind of understand this kind of situation. Mm -hmm. So we basically just laugh it, off, laugh it off and just get on with the interview. Okay, so you can understand accidental stuff or stuff that just come their way, but... You cannot just actually excuse people who are not ready as like physical appearance or you cannot excuse him being in a t-shirt or a sweatshirt, whatever, for an interview. Okay. Being presentable. Got it. What advice would you have for people having to conduct an internship this year? I mean, during the MCO and everything. If you were in our shoes, like if you were a student right now and you're going to apply for an internship, what are you going to do? I would say definitely go for it. Mm -hmm. Keep applying. Don't, don't assume that uh, because this period of time, I might not able to compete with other people. So you just stop applying. Because okay. when you didn't apply, you, you have no chance at all. Mm -hmm. So you need to keep applying and you can focus on those uh, major companies or companies that are still growing despite this uh, situation. For example, like food delivery companies, online mm -hmm. learning companies e-commerce or uh, job portals like LinkedIn or Jobstreet. 
they are definitely still hard because they are in demand now. Mm-hmm. Um, or manufacturing company that uh, produce medical supplies like popular. Okay. We are definitely still hiring. So just shift your focus on markets that are growing, industries that are growing, and then keep applying because having that one, let's just assume it's 1% is better than 0%. Yes. Okay. And given that this period of time, companies mm-hmm. might be cutting down on budget. So if you're getting any allowances for internship, that would be great. But if you didn't, you just have to take it. You just have to understand that this is what's happening and the experience is much more important. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what if, let's go to another level here. What if I'm hired? What if I get the internship position? What would make me stand, really stand out from other interns? Or yeah, what would make me really stand out that you actually you guys consider giving me a full-time position? What should I do? Uh, I always believe that once you get placement or you, you're hired with this company, it doesn't stop there. You have to really like perform. You need to catch up from day one itself. You need to tell them that I'm able to meet your expectation. I might even like exceed your expectation. You really need to work, put in efforts, extra efforts to tell them that, hey, I really deserve a spot in your company. And mm-hmm. if if it's a small company that you don't have the account, at least you have someone to write your referrals, your recommendation letter, mm-hmm. or someone that at least can refer you to someone else in the industry that, that is hiring. Okay, so the second you get into the company, the second you get in placement, your career already started. This is your, this is what people are going to say about you. So even if you don't get a full-time position there, you can actually benefit from the relationships you made. Strategies for LinkedIn. So how often do you post online presence? I try to keep it like uh, one to two posts weekly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I can run out of ideas as well. So I will start like Googling for articles, like things that attracts my attention. And I will tell, I will write posts based on the summary of the articles that I read. So one to two posts weekly. And if you don't have the ideas, you go get the ideas. Yes. So there's no excuse for not posting consistently. Yep. It's important to be consistent. Like for example, if let's say I post this uh Post every single week, and there's this someone that always comments on my post every single post, and there's definitely a higher chance that these these people rather than like they only comment on like one of my posts like three months back, I won't be able to remember these people. Hmm. So this is how that you build a online relationship, online rapport with these people. That will get me noticed to yes. comment, give my opinion on whatever post that people in the industry or in the company that I want to get into that will get me even though I have no work experience but that's still stuff that I can do we still appreciate like all all uh, perspectives that you have you might be thinking from another different point of view that we will really appreciate all all of you okay great that's a great strategy so instead of being all over the place and just keep sending connections to people and then maybe posting without getting feedback. You actually need to be interactive. It's not just posting consistently. It is also commenting and liking yep. consistently other people's posts. Building online, online relationships. How long did it take you to learn that or to get the hang of that? It depends. I, I would say like two to three months, but more time goes and more posts that you, mm-hmm. you have done you will get better at, at it. You will you will start to get like the niche of it, like 
uh, what kind of posts that will get trending, what kind of uh, topics that people would like to know that they will uh, react more to it. Mm-hmm. This is more to the pro tips. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what what actually motivated you to get into LinkedIn and start doing that? You said that you did that starting when you started at Top Love. Is it because of the company? Like, yeah, it's kind of because of the company. We are more focusing on social media recruitment. We mm. try to like get a different approach to uh, become closer to reach out to our applicants. You know, so because of the digitalization, we are. Swapping like a lot of focus on career fest to social media. Okay, that's great. I just want to tell you that I know many of my colleagues here, they don't have a LinkedIn account yet. And it's so sad because as you just said, companies are venting out to that. So now they don't even get the chance of having a career fair. That yeah. was something of the, ba- the past, I think. And then for the foreseeable future, might not work out. So for those that you have have any create any LinkedIn account yet please do it now and follow the mechanical guide on LinkedIn Facebook oh. and Instagram how, <laughs> I'm doing the advertisement for you all right that's great you get the hang of it you're the pro here all right <laughs> <laughs> we're just starting all right that's great anything else you want to mention for the students out there you really need to treat like the LinkedIn like a digital CV as your personal branding let people know who you are as a person so they can relate to you, you know, like when you build connections, it will be easier for you to reach out for help or to help others. Okay, let's get some do's and don'ts for personal branding, because that's a very big word for me, at least. Like, I feel like a little bit scared of personal branding. Definitely talk about your perspective, your views on certain things, but hmm. don't touch anything too sensitive, like the politics. The religion mm-hmm. it's like it's like doing public speaking but in writing so you need to avoid those sensitive settings and you can start commenting on other people's posts so that you can increase your visibility and you can start sending connections as well to the people that you want to reach out that you want to build a relationship with like uh, recruiters i'm actually curious did that actually happen like someone has been commenting commenting regularly on your post or on some other recruiters and top club posts that actually got him hired? Did that actually happen? Yes, that's quite a bit. Rather than using the other job search portals, I'm actually focusing more on LinkedIn now because it's just uh, so easy to use. You know, It's like I'm using social media, but mm-hmm. in a professional way that my boss not able to say anything about it, even though I'm on social media during work hours. You know? <laughs> Okay, let's take note of that. That's a very good strategy that everyone should be applying, I guess, during these days in order to get noticed. What if I want to send a personal message? How should it be? If I want to send a personal message for you applying for a position, what is the best wording that is going to get me? I'm guessing you get a lot of messages because you're yes. a teacher. Okay. <laughs> I might so. re- reply my message a bit slower, but I mm-hmm. try to reply every message that I have. The messages that actually attracts my attention and mm-hmm. that makes me to finish the whole thing is they will start start off with, I was really inspired by one of your recent posts about like uh, how not to turn off the job seeking mode. And mm-hmm. I really, I really like how you quoted the, the thing that you mentioned something about the, the only way out is through this situation. Then they will tell me like, oh, I'm this uh, mechanical students from UM that I'm looking for internship placement this month or this month. 
so attach my resume if you have any suitable placement for me please uh, contact me at this number so if like i'm not hiring for mechanical students i will definitely refer this to my colleague i will tell them hey this is a good candidate you must hire him all right okay so it's adding that personal touch to the message don't go like here's my cv take a yeah. look at it often i will receive messages like uh, that start off with hi and that's it they stop there so i i i wanted to reply to these messages but sometimes i don't really know what they want you need to mm -hmm. avoid those uh, conversation and focus more on those like professional side so basically if i get that right treat messages as professional emailing especially in linkedin yes yes okay, and keep it, brief. Keep, mm -hmm. it brief. keep it brief direct to the point add the personal touch show the the recruiter or show the hr manager show whoever you want to work with that you actually care you read you went through the stuff you care about the company so these kind of messages will stand out professionalism what kind of professionalism do you think students these days are lacking professional manners you know how students kind of condition during their study high school or colleges to listen to their lecturers like this is what i want you to do and follow my formula but mm -hmm. in work in corporate world it's kind of different not only want you to do like obediently with what i tell you to do I want you to provide suggestions or ideas on I feel like those fresh graduates they are missing this uh, this point of critical thinking that they're able to provide, right? I don't think this is the best uh, way to do this. And then I actually have this better idea and I have this evidence to back, back this up. Mm -hmm. So we are moving more to strategic thinking, strategic uh, rather than operational, just to get things done. That That is the skills that I feel like the fresh graduates might be lacking. Also, fresh graduates need to be like more uh, brave and courage to speak out, mm -hmm. to speak up, you know, to tell them like, oh, this is what I think about this situation. You might be wrong, but at least you you voice out your doubts, you know, and you get your leader, your managers to tell you that, oh, this is why we do this. We do this instead mm -hmm. of your way, because this is what is going to happen. Okay. And the keyword here is, I think. It's not like you're not asserting your 30 over your higher ups or anything. You're just saying what you think. Because if you're wrong, you can be wrong now instead of doing problems later in the project and actually messing up something. Is there anything you want to add? I think that's all. Really great having you, Yen. Thank you for sharing everything with us. Thank you for listening to this episode from The Mechanical Guide. And we hope you can share what you learned with others.